Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to My Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. And I'm Justin. And Doug, if you could write in a name on the ballot next November, who would you write in? Terry Crews. Because the man is an Adonis. He is fit in more ways than one. And I know he's great at strategy because he plays D&D. He, wait, Terry Crews plays D&D? He loves D&D. Get the fuck out. Mm-mm. I won't. Okay. I, I stand firm. Notice. I'm planting my flag. I'm not leaving. This is my ground. This is the hill I'm dying on. There you go. It's very patriotic of you. Amen. Um, I've been I'm watching gonna, a lot of Band of Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Timely. Have you finished it yet? I've already seen that oh, first okay, season. Good. I'm rewatching it because I'm sad. <laughs> I don't think there's a second. I don't think they did there's a one sequel. Called, I think there's one called The Pacific, and that one isn't as good in my opinion. I didn't get all the way through that one. I was like, this is really sad, and then I stopped watching it. <laughs> we may be leading up to a sequel right now. Yeah, maybe. But you never know. World you know? War II. I think that's the sequel we're leading that's up to. That's the sequel. Yeah. They are burning depends books. On, so. Depends on yeah. who you ask. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And we've got a wonderful guest with us. Oh, Back buddy. once again. He's uh, he's an all-star. He's not only a good human. He's a fantastic cook. He knows how to cook. And he knows how to do music. He knows all about that shit. And we couldn't be more happy to welcome back Bob Ballmeyer. <laughs> Now, Bob, next November, who do you write in? Oh, it's simple. Keanu Reeves. Ooh, good choice. A good, a good a, choice. He's a philanthropist, man. Like That's a real public servant right there. Yep. He's I doing- mean, the guy gave back so much of his salary from the Matrix to the visual effects people because he's like, yeah. hey, you made me. <laughs> you basically made that movie. I didn't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't sit down the subway. I mean, he allows others to. The guy's... Uh, He's got my vote. When people take photos with him, he's always got his his palms up so you can see he's not touching anything weird. You you, you can Google it. There's like a whole bunch of pictures of him when you see his fingers because he's like, really? Palms open. I think what that is more so, it's the fact that because he's played John Wick four times, I think it's she's showing people I'm not reaching for any (laughs) weapons. I'm not a threat to you in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I just think that's a weird L.A. nuance you have to learn by just being in the industry. Like at this point in time, like you just have to do that because it's <laughs> up. so messed up over there. You yeah. Know? yeah. You know, because if there's terrible creeps that are like use that as an opportunity to, to grab some butt or some side boob or whatever. And then they're just like, hey, you're welcome for the photo. And someone's like, I think he just stuck my fing- my own finger in my ass. He did it. Somehow he manipulated my hand into my ass or he gaslighted me. He was like, hey, how come your finger was in your ass? And you're like, wait, was my finger in my ass? It's like, no, it was his, you know? That's why you never take selfies with magicians. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. You do it one time, you learn. Yeah. You, do, you don't do it again. Yeah. Tell you that much. One time is more than enough to do that because <laughs> the magic that happens is not always the magic you want. As no. the great George Bush once said, fool me once, shame on you. you fool me twice, I won't get fooled again. Amen. Amen, brother. You know? I think it, was, it was George Bush and the who, right? Well, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Leader of the free world, everybody. <laughs> Who? <laughs> oh. I hate that I just did that. 
So, yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah, yeah, Justin, yeah. don't you have a boom, 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 boom sound? Oh, absolutely. There you go. Perfect. Price is wrong, bitch. Yeah, we also got that, too. So, you know, we got we got all sorts of stuff. We got yeah, all yeah. of them. We got all of them. So. Yep. Well, um... <laughs> Bob, we're so happy to have you back here uh, for a multitude of reasons, which we'll get into point by point, bookmark by bookmark. And you can check out those bookmarks down in the link in the description down below as I set this up as chapters so that you, the viewer, can enjoy this any way that you see fit. But to start things off on a, a more serious note, uh, we want to talk to you about your story, your daughter's story, and what's been going on with you over the past year. Yeah. Um, I, first of all, I want to thank you both for, you know, giving me a forum to do that. Um, it's been a really weird year, uh, to say, um, to set it up quite simply. I mean, last November we woke up one morning, uh, we just gotten Lucy into daycare. I mean, this is coming off of COVID, right? So she was just born in COVID. We're trying to figure out the world and we're finally getting into two and a half year old. We have to get her into school. So we get her into school. She's in school for a couple of weeks, uh, literally. And then she wakes up one morning and uh, my wife's like, hey, she, her, her eyelids are a little puffy. I'm like, okay, well, let's, you know, maybe she's got an allergy or something. Let's just, you know, monitor it throughout the week. And every single day um, from that point, it got to a point where she couldn't open her eyes. This was a week later. Her eyes were like shut. They were so puffy. So we took her to urgent care and uh, waited there all day. And they told us to give her some Benadryl and we did. Knocked her out, which is great. Uh, allowed us to sleep. Um, but we were in the ER a week later, and we found out that she has this very rare kidney disease that came out of nowhere. Um, she wasn't born with it. We had later found out months down the road after subsequent uh, visits and hospital stays and genetic testing, there's no genome that would be a marker for it. It's just something that happened to her. And um, it's... <laughs> it's been a really, really hard situation. I mean, the moment you find out that your child has some sort of like chronic illness, especially with like a major organ, I can't describe the wave of panic that comes over you. You're just like, what are you talking about? She has a kidney disease. You know, she's two and a half years old. Um, but yeah, we've been fighting this thing for the last 10 and a half months and still really don't have a handle on it. And we have our good months and our bad months and she's, you know, been on steroids for that amount of time. And I, I can't even tell you the struggle it's been to deal with a toddler who's been on steroids um, for 10 months. It's been really hard on my wife and I. So yeah, it's just been something that, you know, never saw it coming. And I think it's important to be able to tell that story, but also to like champion the, the good work that our hospital has done and um, the people who have cared for Lucy um, we'll talk a little bit more uh, in depth about the fundraiser, but you know we've raised over eleven thousand dollars. That's going to go right back to kids with chronic illness because it's so important. As we were there getting treated and cared for, um, not even knowing how to look out for ourselves and our well-being, or even not like when to eat, or just focus on Lucy. And these people will come in and they would just, "What do you need?" And they would give her things and they would distract her and people would come in and sing with her and they would do arts and crafts with her. And it just, that sort of work is so thankless, but it is so important because while we were dealing with something in our world was so traumatic and horrible, we were in the hospital and the rooms next to us and down the hall, we're dealing with far worse. So it's just so important to like, think about there are angels that literally watch over these kids. 
and how important it is to give back to them um, because it goes unnoticed and it shouldn't. So that's kind of why I wanted to come on here and talk to you guys. And I appreciate that. Well, yeah. Thank you for sharing uh, mm-hmm. and, and letting you know us know about that and, and all the listeners about that too. Um, I've had minor things compared to you where you know when Allie was a baby she had a fever of 103 and I was like what's happening to her and she was just like laying in my arms just like staring at me like oh my god please fix me and I was like I don't know what to do with her (laughs) and she's just like she was so hot like a tear would just come down her face but she wasn't crying and I was like oh god and we by the time we got to the doctor she had been fine. We gave her some medication. She was cool, but that was a horrifying moment. She had to go to the hospital with a respiratory infection. And I thought, oh my God, what's going on with this? And it's like, you know, she's got asthma. It's just like, I have, I had a, I had a moment of that, of like in my heart of like, okay, she has to, I'm at the doctor's office. So like, we have to call an ambulance. And I'm like, what the fuck? And the only yeah. time I've ever ridden in the ambulance is with her. And, you know, I'm, I, they're putting her in the stretcher and everything. And I'm like, be cool be cool and i was like hey kiddo um you know all those ambulances you've always seen on the road well you get to ride one and i've never ridden in one as like they're kind of wheeling her away i'm like trying not to cry i'm like oh my god i'm so scared you know i was so terrified and they got her in the ambulance and the EMTs were like hey and they gave her like a little stuffed animal they gave her a stuffed bear and she's like holding on to it and they're like what are you gonna name it and she was just like she was such a champion throughout the whole thing but it's it's the that's your worst fear as a parent is my child's in trouble and I have no agency. I have no control over this yeah. and I don't know what to do. And I can only imagine I, I, I can't. That's one thing I can do is imagine what you and, and your family has gone through over the past 10 and a half months as you've, as you've tried to combat this. And my heart, my heart goes out to you guys. Cause goddamn, you know, like you, I'm assuming it's just one day at a time, you know? Yeah, one day at a time, and sometimes it's it's you know week by week. We have our good weeks and bad weeks. She, she's Lucy's condition. Um, it, it, I don't. I do not want to make this comparison because it's not cancer, but there are a lot of things that relate to that disease where like you compare it to, right? So there's no cure. There's a remission, right? The some of the medications. It's not chemo, but it is labeled a chemotherapy. So it's not cancer because it's not going to take her life. Right. But at the same time, it's very scary because you really don't know what you're dealing with. And it's really challenging because Doug, as you, as you call out, like you're learning on the fly, you're learning minute by minute. And like in that moment, your entire focus is on the kid. And it's not until like way after you have a second to breathe and like, okay, that's passed. Let's move on to the next thing where, you know, you can finally, um, you know, count a win or two and, and try to prepare for the next thing, you know? So it's, and like my point to all that is like what I've been saying this entire time and what I'm championing for this this fundraiser is that no no child should ever have to deal with illness. It's it's heartbreaking, it's super challenging. And any parent out there knows that like anytime they get a scrape or they sneeze, like you're you're automatically concerned, right? Maybe not at like 10, but you're all always gonna be concerned. And my heart goes out to my my fellow parents who have to deal with this sort of thing and it just should never be a thing that any any kid has to deal with. It's just horrible to see, you know. Yeah, for sure. Would Would you be comfortable uh, telling uh, what the actual condition is that she has, just to kind of shed some light on it? 
Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to embarrass myself because 10, 10 and a half months later, I still can't pronounce the actual entire uh, disease. Um, she has what is called a form of FSGS. It's focal segmental glomerulosclerosis. Okay, <laughs> that checks out. I yeah, I know you said it perfectly. It's really yeah. I, like I can't. My, the mouth doesn't work when you try to pronounce it. <laughs> Fundamentally, here's the problem: is that Lucy's kidney is able to function fine. The only problem is that she cannot filter protein. Um, and for those who don't understand what the kidney does, trust me, I didn't until 10 and a half months ago. It's basically a colander, right? It's it's what all the shit goes into and what comes out is clean. And that goes back into your blood system. And what's happening is your blood's sitting down protein. Kidney can't filter it. It's sitting back bad protein. And the bloodstream is like, yo, I threw this trash out. And they throw it out the window. And that makes her swell, right? Because now all the protein's spilling into her soft tissue. And that was part of the complication. And along with that, um, when that does happen, you have high risks of hypertension. You have high risks of cardiac events, of um, neurotic events, uh, sorry, neurological events. And so all of these things compounded in that small period of time where like, what is going on here that we're learning on the fly? Um, but to answer your question, Justin, we didn't find that out until months later because what happens in Lucy's situation is that 90% of these rare cases, it's what they call minimal change disease. If you take a look at a biopsy under a microscope, kidney looks like there's no change at all. Um, so what they do is they throw high dose steroids at you and 90% of the time you're fine, you're good. We did that with Lucy and then six weeks later she relapsed and so it was biopsy time. And so we're one step trying to get her back to healthy and then now we have this hard decision to make. And then we do a biopsy, hard decision we do genetic testing hard decision and then eventually most recently last couple of weeks we went into the hospital to do two cycles of an infusion therapy um which basically is the next stage of of trying to get her back to healthy so um all this to say is that it's been a lot in her body um we're throwing a massive amount of immunosuppressants at her and the irony to all this is that we've come out of two years of covid two and a half years of covid we got back into the real world for a couple of weeks and now with all the immunosuppressants being a threat, we have to go back into COVID lockdown because she can't be around right. large crowds. She can't be around anyone sick. And as we all know with COVID, like you never know if you're sick until after the fact. So it's just yeah. that risk factor going on that we just have to try to figure out how to navigate, you know. And based off of what each – so it's a rare condition to start with. Yeah. But then there's a rarer form of it and then within that a rarer form. And she kind of hit the, the triple – the, the trifecta, she hit the lottery on that one. She, she got really, yeah. one of the rarest kind of conditions of this. She really did. And, and the thing is that my doctor has been practicing for 20 years and he's never seen a case like Lucy. Um, the team that we are at the hospital are a team of three and they're a fantastic group. And we've seen all three of them. And um, Lucy's a, a challenging patient. Um, she's, it's a very rare condition. Um the infusion that we gave her most recently is considered a novel therapy. It's only been the last 10 years we started introducing it. They have no idea about long-term effects when Lucy's 16, what this infusion is going to do. Um, it's very scary when you look online and try to figure out what this is going to do to your kid. There's, there's no data to tell you what it does to children. So all you're reading is the terrifying adult factors that happens, you know, like right. it could literally kill her. Um, and so, yeah, the whole thing is really challenging, but, you know, Doug, like you said about your daughter, these kids are resilient, man. Like, I, I can't even tell you, like, 
she's she's there's nothing wrong i'm bopping around like a three-year-old right i'm kicking my dad in the nuts like a goddamn mule you know like a three-year-old on steroids right yeah yeah which literally happened tonight which is great yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) but no i mean that's the only silver lining because you know mom and dad are just like dealing with all this trauma and and whatnot she's like what are we doing today yeah we're gonna go to the mall today yeah there's nothing worse than when your kid is sick and then they don't act like themselves because you're like, something's really fucking wrong here. Like right. they don't have the energy. Yeah. They're not as silly. And you're like, fuck if they're like coughing up. I mean, they could be coughing up blood, but if she's still making jokes like tonight, I came down to, you know, like put some, the dish away before I came up to record and she was sitting on the counter and I just like, I mess with my daughter all the time. I just like locked eyes with her and I slowly started walking towards her and she was just like, Oh, do you want to get in this cabin? And I was like, no, I'm here for you. And I grab her by the side. She goes, ah, 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 stab. And she like made it like a stabbing motion, said stab into my stomach. And I was like, oh, and I just fell over. And she was like, yeah. I'm like, this bit, like we're good. Like, you know, she could be like, you know, like, barfing up blood. But if she goes that, she's like, ha, I got you. I'm like, you're still good. I know you're going to be OK because you're acting like yourself right now. And that's yeah. awesome. That's what I'm here yeah. for. You know, when she's just laying there incapacitated or can barely move or doesn't have energy i'm like there's something fucking wrong with you right we gotta fix you I need to fix this and i don't know how i don't yeah. know how to do this i'm scared but i i gotta let you know that i'm not scared because then you get scared and you know i've gotta i've gotta be a rock and you know like that's yeah that's the only thing where i start breathing a sigh of relief is when she because she has a respiratory thing that will kick up every now and again. we don't know if it's asthma or not but like she'll get sick and then she'll just all of a sudden have like her blood oxygen levels will just dip like really, yeah. really low. And we're like, yeah. oh, fuck. And like, because that's what took her to the hospital. She's gone to the hospital a couple of times with that. And I'm like, shit, she's having a hard time breathing right now. Why? Like, and we can't figure it out. And someone's like, it could be asthma. It could not. This could just be like a thing that happens now and then goes away. And then maybe it comes back. We don't know. And I'm like, awesome. This is cool. We have a breathing machine with, uh, you know, we have asthma inhaler with her at all times, just in case, because we just don't know. And you know, it's, it's, it's a real treat. Being a parent is awesome. You know, if you haven't, if you haven't, you know, if you haven't just, you know, had unprotected sex with someone yet, Gang, now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time. If we're not selling it, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. All right. I had one of those moments. In the, this is like when we were in the ER for the first time. And I, it was one of those moments where I had to make a joke just because I didn't know what else to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Lucy was getting her um, ultrasound on her lungs, it was just my wife and I in the room. And I turned to her and like I had tears in my eyes like rolling down. I'm like, and you want a kid's. And I'm just like, what a shitty, shitty thing to say. But like, it was the only thing I could think of to like right. bring some, you know, alleviation to the moment. But it's it's yeah. so true. Like, if anyone out there is listening and you're kind of on the fence, do yourself a favor and don't. Just don't. <laughs> like, listen to, your, listen to yourself. Yeah. But it is it is beautiful because like you know if, if that's the thing you you go through and there's a lot of things and Doug I'm sure you you can relate to this to watch them grow through whatever challenge you're going through and just to see them just like fucking champion that it's amazing like that's that's my kid and they're they're owning it they're doing it you know strong as hell i'm proud yeah, of them, the know? pride that that you feel when you see your kid overcome something you're like yeah. tonight it was math you know tonight it was math it was math dealing with you know mia has, throws three darts at a at a dartboard 
And there's a four, a two, and a one, and all three darts hit. How many different scores can she get? And Natalie was just staring at it, just furious and fuming. I'm like, all right, what's a combination? And she and she would do one look at me like, I did it, right? I'm like, okay, what's another one? And she started being like, you're fucking kidding me, right? There's more? I'm like, yeah, there is. And she's like, I, we have to, we have, that has to be it. I was like, well, let's, let's break this down. What's the least amount? What's the lowest score she could possibly get with this? And she's thinking, and she's like, uh, one? I'm like, no, not one. Cause she, you know, I'm like bringing it, I'm showing that she, she, I start telling her, I'm like, there's a range. The lowest she can get is three. The highest she can get is 12. What's the question asking you? What are all the possible scores she can get? It's not the combinations. It's the scores. I'm like, look at all the scores you have so far. And then we just started filling in the blanks from there. And when she was done, I was like, give me a fucking high five. And then we yeah. did another one that was just like kind of complicated word problems. And I was like so proud of her as she's just thinking through it. And, you know, when we played Monopoly again, again, over the goddamn weekend, I said, do you want to play... Machikoro or Sellers of Catan, she goes, Monopoly. And I'm like, fuck it. That I wasn't got, an option. I got two hours <laughs> we need to, to kill. Work on your listening. I got two hours to kill. Let's fucking do it. And that was another moment where I was like, God, update gang. Monopoly <laughs> still sucks. Still um, sucks. <laughs> I won this time and I used it as a battle. Like I had to just, I, I basically. So. At one point early on, I was like, God, this sucks. We have, like, no one has anything, whatever. And I was about to make a do a trade with her and be like, I'll give you a Monopoly. You give me a Monopoly. And I was like, well, fuck it. Let's wait. Let's see what happens. I ended up getting two Monopolies without having to trade. And I was like, all right. And then all the properties got bought. And I was like, I'm going to win this game. It's inevitable that I'm going to win this game. She cannot win. She cannot beat me. Um, and I just started building up houses and hotels and she wasn't fucking landing on any of my goddamn monopolies. I was like, this game fucking sucks. So it was just a game of like seven. Well, didn't land on it this time. I, I had two monopolies she never landed on. Never fucking landed on any of the spaces. Had them out most of the game, never landed on it once. I was just like, this game, game fucking sucks. Hours later. This game a fucking game sucks. I'm going to win and I hate this game. I'm just rolling the dice. But I'm like, this is about her learning math. So this is what it, it's all about. I also wanted to teach because early on, she's like, I have so much money and you don't. I go, the dice giveth and the dice taketh away, Natalie. You should do well to remember that. And by the end of it, she didn't have no money left. So... What I'm saying is, yeah, you should have a kid so you can fucking beat them up in games. <laughs> so you can make them feel less than you, as it should be. They got to learn. And they, I, the way I look at it is like, it's better you learn from me than some other asshole in the world teaching you about this. You right. know, yeah. we play this game Spider Hack and she has yet to beat me in it. And she gets she gets sad sometimes. She's like, I haven't beat you. I go, you're going to beat me one day. I'm 40. My hand-eye coordination is only going to go down. Yours is only going to go up. You're going to hit your peak, and I'm going to be an old man, and you're going to kick me into the dirt, and I will be so... I go, when you beat me, do you realize how happy you're going to feel? How excited you're going to be? I go, do you know how happy I'm going to be when you beat me? I'm going to be so fucking proud of you when you finally are beating my ass in this game involving digital spiders that can get rocket launchers and lightsabers and shotguns and grenades. And when you beat me... To 20 points, I'm going to be so fucking proud of you. Like, it's going to be great. You're going to feel it, and I'm going to be celebrating you the whole way. But I'm not going to make it easy for you. <laughs> you got to earn that win. You got to earn that win because it will mean so much more. She's doing that shit now with, like, you know, stuff at school. She showed me an app tonight. 
It was like challenge. It's like guess the number. It's like between zero and ten. She's like, I want to pick. The, I was like, what are you in kindergarten? Come on. I go do the medium one, zero to a hundred. She's like, mm. I'm like, okay, you can do it. She failed, but that's not the point. The point is, you need to challenge yourself beyond your limits. Yeah, I know you can guess between zero and ten in like three or four guesses. That shit's easy. Zero to a hundred is more difficult. Negative five hundred to five hundred. That's the hard level. She's like, Dad, you, you do it. I was like, watch me. I got it. I got it. I go, did you did you know there's numbers less than zero? She goes, what? I'm like, right. What this, this is why this is why math sucks. Yeah, yeah. Because it was, keeps taken from you. Because then you had to remember. I go negative. You know, negative two twenty five. It's like greater than. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, greater than means that it's less than negative. It's like it's closer to zero. I had to remind myself. I'm like, wait. How does this work? <laughs> I am not looking forward to the day where I've got to sit down and do math with Lucy. I'm just not. I I hated math. I'm bad at math. I'll be the first to admit that. I'm going to make her dumb. I, I just know it. You're going to be fine. Gonna You're going to be fine. You just have to remember. You have to ask him, okay, so how did you learn this in class? Because I know how I'm going to solve this, but I don't want to confuse you because <laughs> The way I learn it is not the way you're learning it now. So I'm more concerned because there's going to be a point where I'm like, kid, I cannot help you with this. I'm out. Right. My dad right. did the same. My dad taught high school math. And at one point I was going to him with stuff. He's like, dude, Doug, I haven't taught this in years. I, you're going to have to go to your teacher. And I was like, fuck, I thought I had like an in here. I had right. a guy on the inside, who, the inside track for math. And he's like, I give up. I'm like, ah, no. Gravy train ended, man. That's yeah. it. That's the stuff I'm going to be like, I think I'll be good with algebra. But once we get beyond algebra, I'm like, I'm out. Papa's out. Geometry. Nope. 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 Trigonometry. Nope. 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 We'll get nope. you a tutor for that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you have to ask your ask. Your she keeps telling me how she wants to be a scientist. I'm like, I hope that's true. I hope you have those sure. skills because I didn't have those skills. Doug, once she gets into like advanced calculus, you just send her my way. Yeah. I'll, hit. I'll help her out with all the work. Like, listen, problems. here's a camera. Once you see what right. that looks like, we're going to record that and then bring yeah. it back to your dad and have him help you edit. <laughs> you're, hey, Natalie, what's going on? Oh, you're on calculus now? Hold on one second. I put her on hold and go, it's happened. And I just, I hit send or I hit purchase on Amazon and all these art supplies make their way to your house. <laughs> and I just look at her and go, okay, keep an eye out. There's going to be a truck pulling up that's going to be delivering a shitload of art supplies. Put the math down. <laughs> <laughs> Use them to take them to your teacher and say, I, I quit. All right. I was telling Justin, uh, my wife, she's she's a former preschool teacher. Um, super, super smart. Lucy's super smart. And I'm not just saying that because I'm her dad. She's brilliant. Um, we were in the car the other day and, and Beth said to me, if your kid is bad at math, but they love playing the trumpet, don't get him a math tutor. Get him uh, a music teacher. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, I love that because like we, our generation's all been conditioned for, we have to be good in these proficient areas. And if we're not, we're never going to fucking make it in life. And I can tell you, I'm not good in math and science and I'm, I'm doing fine. What I wish is at three or four or five years old, I would have been catered to my interests. Right. And 100%. I think that's really important to, to make sure that these kids understand it's okay to do what they want to do. It's yeah. more about the holistic structure of supporting them in those areas they're going to grow up to be just fine. You know, whether Couldn't or not they excel in math or not, they're going to be fine. That's such know? a great point. I saw a video the other day of a guy who goes, this is kind of a, a tough one for parents. He goes, but I don't care if my kid gets good grades in school. He goes, uh, 
I didn't design the school. I didn't design the curriculum. I didn't make the tests. I have absolutely nothing to do with that. If my kid cares, then I will care because that's right. my job as a parent is to care what they care about. It's right. like, but and I'm kind of the same way. I was like, you know, when you were growing up, if you got three A's and a C, what were your parents most concerned about? The C, right? The C. They right. weren't like, wow, look at these three A's. You're hey, fucking killing job. it in this. You yeah. know, they were like, no, 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 no. The C, we got to get this up. It's like, yeah, but it's chemistry. It's like, I don't give a shit. Your right. GPA is going down, man. You got to get that shit up. And I, I, I want to care as much as it matters in the sense of like, you know, again, if Natalie's really focused on that and really cares and I'll tell her like, listen, if you're gung ho on going to college and you want to get to a good college, unfortunately, this is the fucking shit you're going to have to jump through to get through to that. But right. if you want to do something else, this is important to be exposed to this and to try your best. As long as you're trying your hardest, I will never be mad at you. My dad's the one thing my dad said to me that gave me peace. He goes, can you tell me that you're working your hardest? Because remember, I had to send a I got to get sent a slip home for my dad to sign because I got a, uh, a C. I'm, and I was like, I had to do it. And he just goes, are you trying your hardest? I go, yeah. He goes, then what else can you do? He's like, I, there's just right. going to be some things you're not going to be good at. And that's okay. I was yeah. the same way. That, that, that was such a huge weight off my shoulders yeah. to hear that. Because I was also at the stage in my life where I'm like, I, it wasn't like, oh, cool. I can just not do good. It was like, no, I, I truly, he could tell I was upset. And I was really trying hard. And he's like, hey, if you're trying your best, that's fine. Yeah. You're not going to be a master of everything. And I think that is the thing that got implanted in my head, which is like, you got to be good at everything. You got to be good. All oh, look at this kid. He got straight A's. He must be amazing. I'm like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Does he have a podcast that tens of people listen to every week? I doubt it. <laughs> does, does he have a fart soundboard? I doubt it. Doubt you it. know, highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Does he have a, a community of awesome people? in the discord that you could join link in the description down below. I doubt it. Did one of them create their own board game that we're going to play soon on a stream? Yeah. Did that guy do that? I don't think so. Technically I didn't do that. I just facilitate the community. Whatever. Point being I'm okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Does chemistry. It, you sure you're good, man? I think so. <laughs> I'm a little worried about you, dude. No, oh I'm great. Yeah, I uh, my my I agree with you. Like the idea, the 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 pressure we put on kids, and I know that, but that was the state of the world when we were kids. Yeah, the state of the world is infinitely different than it was back then. My daughter has an iPad that she gets to have with school. We didn't fucking had that. I can't even say words. Did you hear those last two sentences? Those were a fucking train wreck. <laughs> you know when you read something you, and the you first tried your last... best, Doug. Did you I? Did. <laughs> You Did know, when you read something and the first and the last letter are the are right, but the whole rest of the words jumbled, and your brain just puts it together. Yeah, that's what just happened. Now, Doug, you we understood I, where you were. You knew exactly we what you. I was saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember. I was. I mean, I, I I was type learning how to type in DOS in DOS programs yeah. with giant floppy disks <laughs> to load the programs, and sure. then my eighth grade year, we got this thing called Windows, <laughs> and we were like, "Whoa, there's a mouse!" Yeah. and the internet existed and i was like wow this is how you watch porn crazy um you know oh this is go, LimeWire. this is what a virus is oh wow um and so <laughs> natalie's just literally <laughs> like that natalie's like check out all these apps that i have 
that are math related that I have access to. Check out this thing that teaches me about Egypt, lice, racism. Like, I'm like, holy shit, you have access to a wealth of information that I was like, do we have the encyclopedias that yeah. I can go and use oh, to yeah. look up shit? You know? Um, yeah, it's like, it's a whole different world. And the idea too that, you know, my parents are like, you're fucking going to college. All right. That's yeah. going. And I'm glad that I did. But I look at Natalie, I'm like, do you need to? I, I don't yeah, know. Well, valid question now. Do honestly. you need to? Do you Listen, want to? You know? I remember in high school, people always say, like, ah, I took this course and I uh, never fucking need to learn that. The most valuable class is an elective I ever took in high school. Guess what that was? Uh, hold on. Mm, home ec. No. But that would have been absolutely. Valuable. I was like, because I bet cooking, that's where it started. No, you come from a cool Italian family. That was probably sure, already yeah. in your blood. So that was my grandma's a tough bitch. Yeah. Uh, no, Gymnastics. it was it was a keyboard typing class. It was how to type. Yeah. Interesting. And like at that time, I mean, this is like 1998, right? So like I just got a keyboard for the first time three years prior, um, and it literally is the skill I use every single day, typing on a keyboard. <clears throat> yeah. Right. I'm at science typing. So true. I remember in high school, I had a friend that was like a chicken pecker. Like he didn't pay attention. He kind of messed yeah. around in those classes. And oh, he's a hag. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. I, I don't want to assume, but I mean, I could have guessed. No. Hag, we love you, but we all knew it. Um, Guess what? Bob got on before you did. <laughs> um, I think that I remember he was like had to type up this like poem for literature class. And his mom's like, you can't go until you do your homework. And I was like, you, you, he wrote it out. I was like, you just need to type this up. He goes, yeah. I go, fucking move. And I just go. His mom goes, you're not doing his homework for you. I'm like, no, you already wrote it. I'm just typing it up. And I'm like, I'm like, cool, we can go. Let's go, Mark. And we just like, <laughs> but he didn't. Absolutely he, not. I'm looking at porn. <laughs> totally different. Totally um, but I agree with you. I agree. I agree that that is, those yeah. are the things that, um, you can see it now. I went to get my car fixed the other day and I watched this older gentleman like trying to type stuff and he was doing the chicken pecking. I'm like, oh, damn, he got left behind. And I would argue what that thing is right now is AI. And if you don't know how to use AI, you're going to get fucking left behind because that is going to be the thing that takes us into the next stage. It'll be like type knowing how to type. It'll be like yeah. knowing how to Google. It'll be like all that sort of shit and if you don't know how to do it or don't understand it or don't know because also it's got shit loads of pitfalls there's every grifter in the world that's like check out my ai program that can do this shit for you mm -hmm. it's like uh you gotta know you gotta understand it and i'm one of those people that i'm like you gotta do that and i still really need to know it like i keep telling myself every day i'm like take some time dive into this get to know it because it that shit is it's fucking out there man it's 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 right there it's it's right now it's in our house, guys. It's right here, right now. What's scary about AI is that it, we've all grown up in an era um, pre and like in the middle of growing technologies. We've seen evolutions of things that have changed our lives. Um, AI is scary because in a short amount of time, it's almost like a, an, an aggressive bell curve, right? Starts here and then exponentially grows really fast. And in the last couple of years, we've already seen that. And it's only going to skyrocket more. The more it gets re refined and it gets utilized and implemented, like I, I honestly fear that there's going to be a time in our history where we're not going to know if the president we're electing is a real person. That's how scary this shit can be. 
you know? Um, but to your point, Doug, you like, you have to educate yourself on that because that technology is here and it is changing, literally changing capitalism right now. Yeah. So. I mean, and it can be used for good. There are some really great applications of this. Yeah, but when's the last time we've ever used anything for good? That's that's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> it's 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 in small, very specific areas where it's used for good. Everywhere else, it's just like, hey, now with AI, check out this milk. It has AI. You know, like everyone's just like, check out this new fad with yeah. it. But I was telling Justin about this. But I I went on uh, I did a webinar last week for work and uh it was you know i regret it the second i signed up for it i'm like oh fuck they're just gonna i'm on someone's sales list now because that's all these are just fucking sales pitches but i have to say it was fascinating because they were talking it was about how to upskill managers on how to give people feedback because let's face it if you're out there hit us up in the comments how bad is your manager at giving feedback <laughs> on a scale of one to ten with 10 being atrocious, how bad are they at giving feedback? I'm willing to bet the average is going to be around, I don't know, 8.5 to 9. Is that like a, you know, uh, it's, it's not a detractor. That's a, that, what is that? <laughs> That's a promoter, right? Net promoter score? Sure. No, yeah. no, no. Have I no, made no, anyone's no. dicks hard yet? Come on. No, 9 and 10 are promoters, Doug. That's right. So 6 yeah. through 7, or the 6 through 8 is neutral and they're considered detractors. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Everyone gets sad with corporate net promoter yeah. scores. Anyway, uh, this this thing was like you can use ChatGPT to practice on how to give feedback because you can set up the parameters in ChatGPT. It's like, hey, I want to practice giving feedback. Here's the parameters. Here's what you're going to do. ChatGPT plays the other person and you can type back and forth, which is great. It gives you an opportunity to try and test out the verbiage and things like that. But they said, but what, what if we could take that up a level? And they developed a software that has an AI avatar that looks fucking real. Looks as real as I'm looking at you guys right now on the computer. And they did an example of this person. This woman was like, hey, I need to talk about my 360 review because there's something about it that upset me. And you then have to talk to this person. You have to hit a button and say, yeah, great. Um, let's talk about it. You know, come on to my office. And then that avatar will react based on your tone, based on what you say. And what was really funny about this was as this guy was explaining it to us, he left the program running. So the avatar was sitting there, you watch her breathe. She has normal mannerisms. And then the longer she goes, hey, I'd like to talk about my 360 feedback. And he didn't say anything. And she just sat there and you could tell she was getting more and more anxious because it would be no different than you sitting in a room with your boss and being like, hey, I'd like to get some feedback on this. And they just stare at you and they don't respond. And you're like, uh, uh, she started like crossing her arms and there's like an emotion meter. And it, she was literally reacting to the fact that you were not responding. It's and bizarre. yeah. And this thing will grade you on what you said. Like, how did that affect their emotional response? How could you, you know, what could you say to make it better? And it gave people, it gave people an opportunity to practice actually delivering feedback using their words with a relatively lifelike avatar and seeing their emotional feedback and getting coaching. And I was like, what a great way to use AI to give people sure. an opportunity to practice a skill. You could practice that with pitching sales stuff. You could practice that with so many other things, you know, like to give yourself because I've been on jobs where it's like, all right, we've touched everything we can now get out there and give it a try. And I'm like, ha ha, here we go. No practice, but we're going to give it a shot. 
And I was just looking at this being like, wow, this is a great use of this technology. I'm really impressed by it. I would love to see more stuff like this and how we can, you know, mash that stuff out to, to create things. Sure. So I think I think it's an, uh, one of the better uses of AI that I have uh, recently heard. AI, I, I've been a late adopter uh, because when ChatGPT came out and everything was just starting up, all the image generators, I I, I looked at them as purely um, they were uh, trivial or they were I was like, ah, this is this is kitschy. You know, there's no real use for this and I don't quite understand what this is and there's a novelty to it. <clears throat> and so, yeah, I and, and to the to this day, I still have a little bit of bias around that where I feel like I'm like, I still don't know. I don't know what I'd use it for. So I really don't feel the need to dive in and figure it out and adopt it and really learn about it. Kind of to your point that we need to. I haven't hit that yet, but I'm starting to slowly see examples of like, oh, that's a great use for it. That's another good application. This, I think, is phenomenal because you don't the only way that you learn is you get you do reps. That's mm -hmm. it. Like if you you can study all you want, but until like, you know, talk about school, you can read the textbook. But until you do one of your practical labs and actually get your hands on the thing that you're learning that that's the invaluable part. That's where really the rubber meets the road. So I think to get your reps in, to actually have something where you, you go in, you try your opener and immediately you've pissed them off. So now you hit reset, they lose all their bias against you and you can start again fresh with a fresh sales pitch. That's an invaluable tool. Cause even if you're role-playing, people are going to hold on to, well, he fucked the last one up. So, you know, I'm going to yeah. be a little bit more difficult on this next one and that doesn't help anyone. So this is, this, application is one of the better ones that I've I've seen in recent uh, examples. I, I think it's it's to me and not to be a, a cynic, I, I really do think that as we see this this technology grow and, and being further implemented, it's going to come down to monetization. I mean, we're, we're going to see the trend of it in the most impactful areas. It's going to raise the most money. And I don't I don't know what that is. It's a myriad of things of different sectors that you can you can classify. But that's the bummer for me is like we've We've created some of the, the most important technologies uh, of our existence. And what it's going to come down to is how we can monetize it and we can use it to our advantage. Yeah. Um, and it could be maybe hopefully in a good way. Um, but, I mean, history has proven that usually it's not. And so that kind of bums me out. And I'm worried to see where that actually lends itself to. Um, this might not be a popular opinion, but I definitely think that the government should put regulations in place to kind of gatekeep that. And to prevent these sort of things, we're starting to see it this election cycle um, where they're putting restrictions on AI technology in political campaigns, which mm -hmm. I believe is an absolutely good thing. They should also, um, you know, limit the amount of money private donations go into that, but that's a different topic. Yeah. Um, but we haven't seen like technology regulations in our nation in 30 years. Uh, it, the last time they, they kind of came to the table was in the early 90s, but the Internet was a new thing. So. I think there's a lot of work that we need to do to make sure that it's being, you know, uh, put in its lane, so to speak, you know, not running yeah. wild. I, I, I do have I am hopeful in the fact that most of like the top people in the AI world on the business side are meeting with the government regularly to discuss regulations. Even people like who are like <laughs> neck deep in this are like, yeah. This should be regulated like <laughs> I, hope so. I hope so I do. which is yeah. which is good because i think the fear of this is just the idea is it's it's hard enough now trying to find see think whether or not verify if something's real or not 
You know, right. it's so it's so mm-hmm. difficult. People are so good at replicating different things, and now AI can replicate voices. It can replicate. It can create images and stuff that is that is bonkers. I mean, just, Justin, what did you just send me the other day? Uh, a s- lot. <laughs> you do send me a lot. But no, Doug. To this point, Justin sent me something on Instagram where an AI software. Oh, this right. guy was talking, and if you talk for a certain amount of time, it could it can generate French and German dialect, and to make your mouth actually look like you're speaking those languages. And it was spot on. I need this. <clears throat> I need this so much to make it sound like I can. I've been saying, where's the AI that lets me speak accents without me speaking accents? I've, I've been needing this for so long. It's you so bad. It this makes it that. further. It's not even accents. It's You're speaking French and German. I yeah, don't want you- that. I just want the accent. <laughs> tell them to the hell with that. Tell them to email me. Dumb have, it down. I have suggestions. Keep your technology and shove suggest- it up your accent. No, but we can actually have you speak French. I just want the accent speaking English. Accent. All right, you piece of shit. Come on, English help me with out. the French accent is sexy. I want to be sexy. I want to be sexy. I want to be able to do a Russian accent and not sound like I'm Canadian for some reason. I don't know. Nothing sexier than a Russian accent, by the way. Right? Yeah. Man, that gets me I, going. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right. Teach the reach. <laughs> Well, I you, I, you I, have a Russian accent going. All of a sudden, I'm showing some signs of being fucking wet. Yeah, that's aggressive. And, yeah, and then just is. like you know, classic. Got to get your dick out. You know, it is. you know. And then it just it devolves then, from there. And we're gonna go through the same bit that we went through <laughs> this time and create a video that gets taken down by TikTok, which is understandable. Did so, it get taken down? They're like, we're muting this using shit that's not yours, audio wise. I'm like, <laughs> you're right. We did. Guys, I, I have to. Do what are you throat. talking about? We own everything. Justin, you t- please, <laughs> please tell me you have a soundbite of "Hey Julia." Ah, oh, good morning, no. Julia. Good morning, oh my God, Julia. Julia. I think the thing we got I have closest to that oh. is uh, nice car. Yeah, that's 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 what we got. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's super close. Yeah. yeah. Pretty. Look into that. Oh wait, here we go. Oh. There we go. <laughs> Bob's like, I don't know, man. This is weird. <laughs> Bob, you shouldn't have done this because this is it's gonna be the next five minutes now. I mean, five minutes. How about the rest of the show? The seal is broken. It... It's on. I don't know how it works around here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Things have changed since I was last year. Um, yeah, I think a big thing with AI is also in the creative space. Um, I'm continually fascinated yeah. by what's possible. Um, because right now it's pretty funny what's possible creatively with, with AI in the sense of, um, just, I think Seth sh- sent the, uh, the, the clip from Dudesy where the AI created, oh, yeah. uh, the, uh, fake movie trailer about yep. Tom Hanks and it His literally was in the bus where yeah. he was like, <laughs> he is the bus and he's talking yeah. to some kid and it is hilarious. It's all AI generated, like images that are moving the voiceover is tom hanks but it's ai and the whole premise of this by ai yes and the whole premise of this was tom hanks is talking to some kid who's on the bus and he's like hey i am the bus you're the only one that could hear me and i need your help because i need to go and race the devil and if i beat the devil i get my body back but if i don't if the devil wins everyone on earth becomes buses so i need (laughs) Here's the thing. It sounds what? insane, but when you watch it, you're like, fuck, that 
easily okay. could be like a what's, really bad movie that gets made. What's the name of the trailer? I have to I have to bookmark this. I, I think just look at this, yeah, yeah, look up Dudesy. <laughs> Dudesy. D-U-D-E-S-Y Tom Hanks bus trailer. And hopefully that should pull up something for you because holy shit. So that that whole podcast, Uncle Bus is what it's called. <laughs> Uncle Buzz, that's incredible. That that's whole podcast right. is predicated on Uncle the Buzz fact trailer. that their podcast is run by an AI named Dudesy. And the AI will choose the segments every week for them to talk about. It interrupts them and tells them it's time to move on. Like, And it will just constantly generate content for them. And it's this insane. Incredible. It's absolutely insane. Do you still listen to it? I, I haven't listened to it in a while, but it's, it's so fucking comp- good. There's a super cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, on YouTube, that is Dudesy Tom Hanks complete commercial compilation. It's Tom Hanks gives solid advice about everyday activities while advertising Dudesy mugs. That must be a reoccurring skit that they have. Because if something does well, if, yeah. the, if if the listeners respond well to it, then Dudesy like marks that, and it will continue to have them do those segments, and it will modify it over and over so and over. So did they again. create this AI called Dudesy? Yes. Well, they Here's the thing. Wow. I disagree with the whole premise. I Justin think it's thinks fake. it's all bullshit. I think it's absolute bullshit. Why? So. I think it's a bit. I think they're doing a giant bit. I think it's brilliant, uh, but I think it's a bit. I think there, there's no way what they're claiming is happening is able to happen with what the technology that we have now. It, at some point, I think AI can get there. I just don't. They claim that they have that this. AI has listened to every podcast that's ever been generated mm-hmm. and it has all this knowledge of, of them and just the world of podcasting in general. And it will tell them when segments are up or when to start a different segment, it will give them run list or run orders, mm-hmm. show, show running orders. And uh, it gives them tasks to complete and all this other thing. I just, I just call you bullshit. Just, you don't think I, it's there? I don't think it's there. Yeah. At what point does Tom Hanks' uh, camp come out and uh, sue these guys? I mean, can, there's nothing to do with he? them. It's AI generated. Like that's a yep. great question. Sue so this is the problem. This yeah. is this is fundamentally the problem. Yes. Taking someone's likeness and and creating new content without their consent. I mean, that's yeah. a very slippery slope. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's the that is kind of the crux of where we are in a creative world. Of yeah. when does it's bleeding over into well, I generated this in, in like an AI image generator, or I'm using this as like an inspiration, or you know, right. there's I don't know. I don't mind it as like a sourcing, you know, like man, I really wish I could think of a way. Like, what's a great, cool, like sci-fi planet uh, that has like uh, three moons and it's like a desolate place with with frost but there's also like frost creatures you type that in and it generates an image based on that you can be like yeah that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking of and you take that and you run with that to a pitch meeting for a movie and be like this is the this is what we're thinking about like building for a scene like for storyboarding or for an artist it's like i need some sort of inspiration just type in something random like cool i love that that's going to give me my jumping off point for moving forward or if you're like me and you're like hey i want to create images for my D campaign so people have something to look at while i just you know barf words out of my mouth i'm like this is what this character looks like and they're like Ooh. i'm like that's right cool too. you know that's cool too yeah yeah 
It's See, fun. I disagree with the use of it in in the first example that you had. Like, mm -hmm. I see it, it it expedites the process for sure, but you're mm -hmm. taking away jobs from art directors, art, artists, art direct the art department in film. You're taking jobs away from that storyboarders, things like that. Like, 100%. I I disagree on that. Yes, it could be used for that, but I disagree on that use. Now, if you're using that to generate something that you're going to then like. If you're not replacing, if you're not replacing someone, I'd say use it. But if you're using it to replace, to replace someone's job, that's where I think it starts to get real dicey on any level. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely. I would need more information wrong. to make that determination because well, meaning let me give that. You an example. Go ahead, Bob. Let me give you an example. So I, 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 I want to say that I understand slightly about what's going on in Hollywood. Part of what is on the table and what people are striking about. If you're um, a walk-on or if you're an extra, um, these big studios want you to sign a waiver. So if you're going to be an extra in some movie, they can use your likeness and auto-generate for all of eternity. They pay you a flat fee and say, thanks for coming. Mm -hmm. Like that cuts into your ability to maybe get further gigs or, or God knows what else. So I, I think that there's, there's a way of manipulating this technology to undercut people who are trying to just make it in whichever industry or sector they want to. Um, the music industry is no different. I, I see the same issues um, in that sector as I see in Hollywood now, you know? So what do you mean? How so when it comes to music? Well, I think like if you think about it now, the music industry has really stripped back and really have leaned into technology actually is, is like early as the seventies, right? Starting to kind of undercut musicians and use, synthesizers and computers that generate sounds, um, auto-tuning, right? You don't have to be a singer anymore. You can just plug something into an algorithm and pump something out for you. And so I, I see that there's going to come a time where, you know, this visceral face doesn't actually have to be a human being. It can just be, you know, an entity. You're never going to know who this is. You can go to the mm. show and you're not going to know if that person's on stage, but AI is going to generate all of these albums and they're going to be able to quantify what popular music or whatever, you know, they, they want to pump out and make a ton of money. I mean, people will pay to, if it's a good song, they're going to pay it. Yeah. They're going to go see shows. You know, um, I, I, you, I see that is going to be the next thing that's going to really take over uh, that industry. Is AI. Are you suggesting that Taylor Swift is AI? No, she's definitely not. And that's okay. pretty clear. I thought Bob's like, no, she's yeah. a bitch. <laughs> Listen, I, that took a turn. I, I, I'm gonna get some black here, man. I, I'm just not a big. I'm not. I just don't get it with Taylor Swift. I'm, I'm with you too, man. Like, listen, if people like her, congratulations. Sure. I, I'm not shitting on her. It's just listen. I I I lump her in with the Cubs and Dave Matthews Band. Like, I, they seem like they're good. They seem like they're good, but their fans are super obnoxious. You know, sure. and yoga and people that like yoga, the yoga industry. That's just I'm like, I, I like what you do. I've done yoga twice this week. When I'm done, I'm like, fuck, I feel really good and limber, yeah. but I hate everything about like yeah. the culture. I did yoga. Yeah. Center yourself with earth. I'm like, I can't. Are I you just, a yogi? I'm like, just tell me what we're doing for the stretch. All right. I don't yeah. need you to tell me, like, find my heart. And just, no, just, yeah. just tell me what we're doing. Like, namaste the fuck away. You know exactly. I mean? You know, so yeah. same thing like with Taylor Swift fans. I think think they're a bit rabid for uh, for my taste um totally man it's just it's overdone i i again mm. i'm with you if you like yeah. her awesome i Great. personally don't think she's talented and i i don't get it but i'm neutral with Bye. it all i think she puts on it sounds like she puts on an incredible show she's keeping the american economy alive so kudos for that uh but as, if you're like 
you know, a bunch of Natalie's friends' parents were like, we bought tickets for the, the movie of the concert. I'm like, I'm not going to that one. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. Jill Jill gave in and was like, I, I, I bought tickets. I'm like, good. Okay. You guys have fun. That fun with that one. I'm not going <laughs> you just to look, that. You just look at Jill and go, that's one. Just be like, hey, listen, I've heard that people are going to treat this like it's an actual concert where they're going to dress up. They're going to be screaming the lyrics the entire time. I'm like, Natalie's going to fucking hate this. She doesn't even know who Taylor Swift is. This could be a nightmare. Like Jill's just doing this because she didn't want Natalie to feel left out, which I think is very honorable. I think that's really Absolutely. great. But I'm like, I'm like we could have skipped this one. We She's falling in a grenade for this. Natalie's going to go. This isn't like when dad and I go to the movies. Natalie doesn't like yeah. a lot of noise. She's kind of like yeah. me in that sense where, you know, if there's just like a lot of that's just real obnoxious yeah. noise for no reason, I'm like, she's going to fucking yeah. hate this, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it'll be chill where I yeah. live. Fingers crossed. I don't know. <laughs> but I say all that to go back to, you know, with AI in the music industry because a while back, Justin and I did an episode where we covered there was an AI that like listened to all of Nirvana's songs and then made a new Nirvana track and it sounded like Nirvana, but it wasn't Nirvana. Like sure. it definitely was like, it, it did sound like Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Did it have kind of the same vibe? Sure. But it didn't have, dare I say the soul of Nirvana. Um, also it's been how many decades since Nirvana was around? It's like, this is the new song. It's like, yeah, we remember Nirvana from this very specific point in time. It right. captured a culture. It captured Almost a vibe. 30 years at this point. A feeling. Mm -hmm. And it'd be like, this is the new track. I'm like, mm, I don't think we need to hear 2020 Nirvana. Like at this point in time, I don't think that's right. what we're, what we're really looking for. And so I'm curious because if, cause you said, you said something very interesting, Bob, in that. If the song is a bop, are people going to give a shit if it's AI or not? They're not. You know, it's it's, it's the same. You, you can bucket that in the same sense of in the 90s, you had all of these power bands in sync, boys to men. It, and you had the same songwriter. I'll give you an example. So I'd have, I apologize because I forget her name. But if you look her up. She knocked herself out of the number one seat with three different acts. One was in sync, one was the Backstreet Boys, and was Aerosmith um, for the Armageddon soundtrack. Right. The song. But she knocked herself out of the number one spot throughout the entire summer. Right. So what AI is going to do is it's going to replace that person whose job is to make the industry a ton of money. You can make this great song, this 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 hit, and you could if you don't want it to be AI, AI generated. Find Joe Schmo, put him through Autotune, give him the track, and now he's he, he's your next straw man. Yeah, um, it's definitely something that I think is really easy to implement, and it's something that will gain traction. And I don't think people will care. I really don't. Well, I mean, also because you compose music, you are a musician, and all sorts of stuff like that. I mean, I, I you going back to the technology piece. Um, I was telling Justin about this in our pre-production meeting, but there was a video of this this guy. He does regular videos where he he's given a type of song to make and he starts a timer and he just starts jamming away on the short, you know, on the hotkeys for the program yeah. that he's in. He looks like he's hacking the mainframe. He's just going, he's just hitting all these things and he's pulling up. He knows all of the math, all of the logistics. And then he just goes as fast as he can and hits play and a song is playing and it hits like a beat. It's got, you know, all these different things. He's got all this different stuff. And I was like, 
that's technically making music nowadays. Like you can do that because he's got the plugins that sound like legit instruments. Sure. He knows the key signature that he's in. He's placing the snare hit with the kick, with the hi-hat. He's got all the different melodies. He knows the kind of bass that he wants to do. And part of me goes, how is that different than a band getting in and doing that in a lot of ways? Because you have to have the knowledge of music, the structure to create that. But I would I would say, and I'm, I'm going to channel my Justin here, is that it's lacking some heart. It's yeah. lacking some humanity. <laughs> But if it's a bop, does it matter? <laughs> What's well, interesting is I, you know, I was I, t- I talk to Justin about this all the time. I mean, I've got a really dense um, orchestral library. It sounds freaking real. It's come light years uh, from when I started, you know, 15 years ago. Here I am, uh, a nobody, scoring film, right? And I get some projects because people don't have budgets, and I'm not that big guy. So, like, you want to throw me a couple hundred, I'll do your film. Um, but at what point do I get replaced when that same technology is pumped through AI and all you can go to is to a website and you pay a minimal fee, 15 bucks a month, generate me this type of film score. This is the movie pops it out. I want a John and, Williams-esque score, you know? Right. And, and, and I'm arguing that it's probably exactly what they want the first time. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there, there, are, there are some concerns I have about, you know, not only what I do, but you know, how we're going to be implementing AI across the board. I think the sky's the limit right now and we can hypothesize. It'll be very interesting to see how this kind of gains traction as it gets smarter and smarter and learns. I mean, you're saying that it doesn't have heart. I agree with you, but what's going to be really scary is it, is it, does it lack the ability to to learn how to gain a heart? I I don't know. You know, that's kind of scary. So one of the, to kind of pivot that into the, or back to the strike, and and uh, one of the things that the writers are uh, striking against is is you know uh, AI scripts and, and and kind of being replaced with that. There was, and I'm gonna I'm gonna not gonna do it as eloquently as he did, but there's a writer I follow on Instagram, and he had a really great uh, argument on this, kind of to that to that end, <clears throat> where he talked about, you know, when we turn something into the studio, we get notes back, and some of the things we accept and some of the things we push back on and all those things that we push back on some of the things we win and the, some of the things the studio wins, but that pushback is what generates better ideas and what generates creativity. And if everyone's sitting there arguing that Hollywood has no new ideas, do you think AI is going to produce new ideas or is AI going to shit out the same exact script every time because it's done calculations. And do you think AI is going to push back when the studio gives notes? No, they're going to type a prompt in and it's going to make the adjustments, no questions asked. And so he's like, if you think that AI is going to deliver better movies, good luck. Because Who thinks you're just- AI is going to make better movies? What, where's well, the person people, that's saying that? Well, a lot of people are saying like these writers are just need to accept the future and AI could fart out better scripts than they that. Uh, so it's all the people that are against what the writers. He it's was all, saying it's everyone to, that doesn't know how to write is what you're telling me. Yeah, right. Pretty exactly. Yeah. He was saying to all the critics against the, like, <laughs> that are that are saying, why the fuck are you striking? He's like, like, again, those are usually the same people who are saying Hollywood's out of new ideas. He's like, well, get ready for the same fucking idea over. And are you over kidding again. me? This well, is this is their yeah. this is a utopia. Yeah, yeah, they're like study everything that made X amount of dollars at the box right. office in the past fifty years. What like based on trends and demographics and psychographics yeah. and everything like yeah. that. What's the what's what's the story that's going to hit all these things? The thing that'll be hilarious is if 
I'm assuming they won't knock this out of the park right away. And it will be abject failures, which will make them be probably pretty concerned about trying this if they if they were to pull sure. this off. But sure. the one that hits, yep. the one, because they just have to get it right once. And when they do, everyone is going to jump on that. And be Avatar like, 3. It's it was made on AI. We saved so much money because this thing did this and we blah blah yeah. blah blah. But I'm with you, Justin, that that creative collaboration is what makes this stuff happen. I just recently watched uh Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, the 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 Queen movie and Freddie Mercury at one point, spoiler guys, he he left the band. And yeah, right. He got this great big deal with CBS Records. And, you know, he he was he was creating a bunch of stuff and no one was giving him any pushback. And when he came back later to the band, he was like, you know what? You know what the problem was? I made stuff and they just said yes. They didn't fight me on it. And he was basically saying, like, I made shit because no one said no. No one gave me rewrites. No one challenged me. No one made me think about it, which is also why we got the Star Wars prequels. Because no one told George Lucas no. Everyone's like, right. this is a great idea, you know? And th- have we not learned our lesson from these yeah. two examples of pop culture? No, of course not. And we will not We will not learn. It's really interesting, Justin, you talk about, like, you know, you think they're going to make a better movie. I don't think Hollywood gives a shit. No. I think to Doug's oh, point, what they no. want to do is quantify, and, like, get that data to tell me what's going to make the yeah. best thing and repeat it already seeing it already Absolutely. seeing it happen it's costing millions of dollars to make that thing you know recreated a different light yep uh and, and i think that's honestly why i mean people in hollywood they're fighting hard for it as they should yeah, yeah because it these, should not be the way it should be these producers want a factory that produces a widget that makes Absolutely. a lot of money every single time and they press start and it just goes yeah here's your yeah. script here's your actors here's your this here's your this done yeah yeah We'll just punch in the score. We want it to be kind of Danny Elfman-like, so we'll just hump that in. And then we want to have something that looks a lot like Christian Bale, but not totally, because we didn't have him sign off. And so pretty close, you know. I mean, let's let's think about this for a second. How much does it make? How much does, let's say a, I don't know, a mid-tier movie budget-wise from a studio cost? 33 $40 million to make those. Well, those movies are all on streaming now. Those aren't, those aren't, okay. those aren't theater movies anymore. Under a hundred million. You don't get in the theater. I'd say the okay. lowest you get is like maybe 80 to 90. I think that's probably like That's your probably, lowest. I, yeah. I'm still going to say a hundred million is the floor. Probably. So let's, say, let's say 200 million. Okay. Yeah. For the yeah sake you can. Of, that's a solid. That's a solid. Yeah. In, in this conversation, mm-hmm. what we're talking about here, and I, again, I'm, I'm making a, I'm, I'm drawing up a, a very large brush here. Yeah. Let's say we're 10 years down the road and, and there are companies that have been able to quantify and monetize AI. For fifty to $60,000 a project, you can go in and get your score, your, your script, your actors, uh, and all you yeah. have to do is pay for production costs on the field. Yeah. Now or, you're talking about taking about that this? $200 million production all the way down to 25 30 million dollars right maybe maybe and, even the production costs make- are reduced because it edits it for you right you know? exactly right exactly. oh absolutely yeah it top to bottom and now you're going to make 500 million dollars 750 a billion on or that someone could do the math on this because the big risk now is if you make a 250 to 300 million dollar movie the the hope is that you make a billion right right if someone's like, if we can spend 
fifty to sixty thousand dollars, and we make a million dollars, two million dollars, three. The return on that that ratio that yes. ratio is outrageous. Yep. And they could be like, I mean, this would be like the, the streamers, their their wet dream. They're like, yeah. we could you, talk about infinite content. They could just fart out for just a minimal cost, you know? You know what they need to do is they need to fucking go to independent filmmakers then because most <laughs> of them have unlimited ideas, could make it for under 100000 and could easily turn a million. That's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but then there's Jesus unions, Christ. Justin. But then they got to deal with unions and they don't want to deal with unions. You know, they're yeah. difficult you people. Deal. You have to deal with Zach <laughs> Braff. And like, who wants to deal with Zach Braff anymore? You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, unions are difficult. But I mean, I mean, <laughs> Sure. Yeah, it's the unions are just driving us crazy. <laughs> uh, there's a reason why they buried Jimmy Hoffa, but I yeah, right. Um, but no, I mean, like that's that's what we're looking at here, and, and I, I do think that like at, at one point, do no one give a shit about the quality that's being pumped out? That like, is over, my over fear. The X factor. That is yep. my fear. Is will 100%. the audience care? Because if they don't care, then the studios will see this as a success. Let's take the Barbie movie, for example. Massive success. Undeniably mm-hmm. successful. The studio's takeaway from this is like, we got to do more Hasbro properties. Right. They've got, right. I think, 12 in the in the pipeline now. And people are like, no, 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 no. no. missed the point. No, no. We yeah. liked this movie. Right. We like what you've done with this. We're not looking for micro machines. You know, we're right. not looking for, for, you know, any of that sort of stuff. They're like, oh, we should do more. It's like, No. This one was good. We don't look want a multiverse of Hasbro shit, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Or whoever owns it. I don't even know who fucking owns it. Uh, upcoming Hasbro movies. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm sorry. It's not Hasbro. It is um, Mattel. Mattel. Yeah. Upcoming. Yeah. Mattel movies. Magic 8-Ball. They're making a Magic 8-Ball Magic 8-Ball. Yeah. Uh, Masters of the Universe. Matchbox. American Girl Doll. Yeah. <laughs> American um, Girl Doll? Unnecessary. All of them. If they can find a creative way, because I feel like Barbie, I haven't seen it, but they made a creative way of making something creative. If they can find a way to do that with these, I will accept yeah. it. Will I be happy about it? No. I will accept it if they're like, if Hot Wheels yeah. is just like a remake of Cars, you know, yeah. or something yeah. like it's, that. It's like, Fast and the Furious, but for kids. Right. This is, this, is such, this is such a great dovetail back to what we were talking about. The reason why Barbie is successful is not because of the brand name. Yeah. It's because of the, the clever script writing and the forethought it went into making that a, yeah. a double entendre movie. Like, if you can do that with other properties, fine, go do it. But this, to me, feels like a once in a lifetime, you know, lightning in a bottle type of movie. You just start propagating yeah. more like toy properties. You're just going to completely jump the show. It was like how we had finally had a good superhero movie, and then everyone was like, "Oh, everyone likes superheroes." I'm like, "We do, but they've got to be good." Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You give us ten years of them, and we're going to start to get a little tired with the same thing over and over. Again. They've got to be good, you know. Like, yeah, you, people are like the first Spider-Man's great. Eh, is it the first X-Men? Fantastic. Eh, is it? You know, it was good for the time. But yeah. we got better, and then yeah, my favorite favorite movie line of all time in it, Doug. Yeah, don't just don't do it. Don't. No, do it. No. You know what happens when light? Wait, what? Uh, Doug's queuing up a soundboard thing. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be undercut. 
I'm just waiting. Go ahead, finish. Go ahead, finish. That's fine with me. You know, it's all good. You know uh, what happens? Go ahead, Justin. When uh, oh fuck, now I lost it. Do you know? No, actually, I, actually, I have it right here. I have it right here. Strikes the code or something. I have it right here. <laughs> did you know that Squirt is B? And did you also know that I don't care? That's the line. That's the line. <laughs> and on that note. You got the questions, we got the answers. All you do is ask. I would lick the pole. I would lick the pole. All right, so Justin, I, I think what we need to do is we need to run this through AI and see if it can come up with an alternate ass practical Doug. Queue up. Ooh, I'm just curious. I just I say like throw it in there and see what happens. Yes. Ooh, there we go. Because that I is like Bob, that. by the way. See, that's what I like about it is um right here, Bob is giving up his own income by suggesting that we use AI. So, you know, that's uh that's an honest yeah. man. That's the good kind of worker we want in America. So who's willing to I'm sacrifice their job for the greater good of capitalism? <laughs> Woo-hoo! <laughs> So if you've never been in here before for Ask Practical Doug, it's uh, one of our favorite segments that we do. There's a small Doug that lives inside of Big Doug, and that small Doug is named Practical Doug. And he helps guide Big Doug through all of life's questions, its quandaries, its conundrums. And if you'd like to ask Practical Doug a question and get a very practical answer in return on any social media, at MindGapPodcast, hashtag AskPracticalDoug, or you can head over to the aforementioned Discord, link in the description below, and there's a channel that is dedicated to Ask Practical Doug questions. And if you give us a good one, we might use it on the show and you will be famous to our tens of listeners. But mm-hmm. today, no good ones were asked. Uh, nay, nay. So we go back to the Reddit. <laughs> nay, nay. nay, nay. Don't, sh- don't shame them with your finger. <laughs> We go back to our favorite subreddit, Am I the Asshole? And this one is going to be perfect for the both of you. Am I the Asshole? Sorry, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> massive Hands. <laughs> I just realized that's what their name was. So user, Massive Hands. Oh, <laughs> spelled with a Z. Asks, am I already? You are the asshole. So. <laughs> am I the asshole? My kids can be a little loud. Let me explain. My neighbor complained the other day that my kids are loud. I have two kids and they're rambunctious. I have a backyard surrounded by a four foot privacy fence. My kids love running around and playing on the swing set and riding power wheels, playing tag, etc. They yell with excitement and just get loud. I was out with them yesterday and my son was yelling because he was excited about something. And from the other side of the fence, all I hear is all fucking day with these kids. I told him, grow the fuck up. They're just kids. He proceeds to tell me he's calling the cops. I don't think he did because they never showed up. Am I the asshole? It's not like my kids are out at midnight. I giveth to you. Bob, I'm going I'm to let you start with this one. Tell me why these kids right. are pieces of shit. Go on. <laughs> so there's, there's obviously two sides of a story. We're only getting one of them. Uh, taking that into consideration and taking everything at face value. No, he's not an asshole. I mean, kids are going to. They're outside having a good time. I will say, I mean, like, it is important to make sure, you know, kids, especially when they're young and growing up, they know, like, you can't just be a rambunctious asshole all the time and scream at the top of your lungs. You got to rein it back. You know, you can have fun, but, you know, chill a little bit. Um, but no, I, if they're, it's not like you said, they're not out at midnight at three in the morning making noise and doing whatnot. They're not in a restaurant, not in a theater. And they're on their own property. So yeah. I, I would say no. No, he's not the asshole. 
I would say if these kids are like 18 years old, because um, he just says my kids, he doesn't say how old they are. So That's I mean, true. we're gonna we're, we're making a big assumption that they're little kids. But he does say right. swing set, riding power wheels. They're 26, but, they, but they they could be older. I mean, they could be like, I love power wheel, you yeah. know, like whatever. I love that shit. Love that shit. Uh, but uh, assuming that they're like, when you say kids, I think anywhere from five to ten years old. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it could be younger than that or whatever. Um, you know, I live in a neighborhood that's full of families, you know, um, and there's kids out and about doing stuff. And I don't fucking care. Like, it is what it is. Like, I understand that's the neighborhood I, that I'm in. If I'm in a neighborhood that's primarily like elderly folks and I'm the one family with kids, I would be hypersensitive to sure. everyone else and be like, hey, man, everyone here is about to die. Let's not <laughs> scare them unless they're a dick. Let's not move that any faster. OK, Um <laughs> But yeah, like it, if there's kids just out and about doing stuff, you have to understand. It's like people that get mad about a baby crying on an airplane. I'm like, it's a right. fucking baby. Right. Like, right. what do you want? I'm like, I can't believe this baby's crying. I've always been like, whatever. It's a child. They don't know put any you, different. If the kid's being a dick and you're not correcting them, I get pissed. <laughs> not at the kid. I get pissed at the parent because I'm like, right. you are supposed to be coaching this child to be good human right. and you're not. But totally. if I live next door to some kids and they're out there doing kid shit, kicking balls around, yelling that they found a bug, swinging on swing sets, doing whatever. Like, will I get annoyed from time to time? Yeah, fine, whatever. But I'm not going to be like, all fucking day with these kids. Like, right. no. And if someone's going to be say that shit through a fence, yeah, Passive I'm going yeah. to fire back at them too and be like, I'm sorry. Am I disturbing you? You know, mm -hmm. you live next door. It sucks that he now has an, a war going on with his neighbor because <laughs> You're right. it's begun now where he's just going to be like, I'll fucking die with these kids. Just throw one of the kids over like a grenade and have them go run around the backyard <laughs> screaming right in his face, you know? Yeah. Get back at him that way. Hey, hey, go pee on his hydrangea bush. Yeah. <laughs> None of my hydrangeas. No, not on my hydrangeas. Now, I can understand how that would like, be annoying, I, I depending on where you are in your life. You know, if you're just like, God, I want some peace yeah. and quiet, and I just have this family that lives next door to me, it's like, I get it. But also, come on, man. Everyone deserves their space. Everyone deserves yeah. their area, their time, whatever. You know, I had two neighbor girls during the pandemic at three o'clock on the dot every weekday. They would run across my block. <laughs> get at one end and get on the other, and they would slowly yell back into forth to each other until they came to a, literally a screaming pitch. <laughs> and every day I'm like, wow, it's fucking three o'clock, and it would annoy me, but I'd be like, whatever, they've been cooped up all day, let them fucking scream. You know, like, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Doug's like, three, oh, must be three o'clock, time to go downstairs and punch the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, good news, honey, I've demoed the wall. <laughs> it's all gone. I have to go yeah. to Bed Bath & Beyond and buy yet another pillow because I screamed through the last one. Yeah. <laughs> My rage-filled voice destroyed the linen. <laughs> I agree that uh, this guy, if if we're getting the full story, definitely massive hands, pick a new screen name, but not the asshole, I would say. There's something and, about the idea of massive hands that's incredibly unsettling to me. It, well, that, I would if I would say to his neighbor, don't fuck with massive hands because... You about to get you about to get cold cocked through that fence. That's right. Imagine if that's like what everyone in the neighborhood just called him. Like, oh shit, there goes massive hands. You know, what like that's he's just walking with his hands dragging on the ground. He's like a Neanderthal. Just right. burr, 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 burr. hey, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. They're just kids. And he calls the cops. The cops are like, I'm sorry, what address? You mean massive hands lives there? I'm not going there. No. 
That's that's massive hands, Matthew. Uh, I'm not going there. You're just asking for trouble at this point. Captain Murphy shot a shotgun at those things, and they just like absorbed the shot. Didn't didn't do anything to him. It just made him mad. It's like Dave Grohl in the Foo Fighters uh, Everlong video. Yes, Yes. grow bigger and bigger. Like don't don't you don't mess with that. You don't do that. Slap somebody so hard, knocked him over. No, it's no way, dude. That's game over, man. Game over. Yeah, it is decided. Knock the asshole. Nice. Well, uh. Great. Excellent, as always. I love these Ask Practical Dugs and by the assholes. So good. Uh, before we, what? Before we get into Rex, I want uh, to give Bob a chance to yes. actually go into the fundraiser portion of what he was talking about. Thank you, Justin. So through all of this uh, darkness and all of the yeah. stress that was going to the hospital, the child life department was, in, as they are in, in every hospital. Beth worked for the child life department at La Rabita Hospital in Chicago. They're a wonderful organization, and the Child Life Department here sounds like they have gotten you guys through dark times, and you guys are doing something really nice for them. Yeah, no, for sure. And not to be too uh, too long with this, um, you know, we – this is a funny story. So I, I go to a barbershop here in, in Chicago. It's called uh, the Irving Park Bar- Barbershop. Anyone listening in the city of Chicago, go give them your business. It's worth it. Every year what they do is they have a patron party, and they've been open for 10 years, and every year they have a – come to our shop and we'll buy all the food and drinks and, Oh, we're going to do a philanthropic event and raise money for, um, you know, locks of love or suicide prevention. And when I was in there recently, um, I hadn't been in there for a while. They asked how I was doing. Uh, and I was trying to skirt the question and they're being very direct. No, how's your kid doing? I told them the story, broke them up. Um, they texted me the next day and said, Hey, we want to do the barbershop and Lucy's name this year. And I was, I was very moved by that. And so I had to think about like, Oh, how, what are we going to raise money for? And so um, I really think that the child life services at Lutheran general was the right, the right fit um, for everything that Justin just, just talked on. I didn't even know there was such a thing as child life services. Uh, you go to the hospital, you don't think of that sort of thing, but they really did um, go out of their way for us. And they do for all the kids there um, to make them feel comfortable and to feel supportive. And there was one day, the first time we were in the hospital where it was literally all day we were trying to get a lab draw from lucy and she at this point had been poked so many times there was no way to do it and it was literally all day and we couldn't do it and um i remember them coming in and consoling us and just saying everything you're doing is is exactly right you guys are so supportive this is what you need to look out for when you get out of the hospital this is how she's going to process this um there's here's some literature on what's going on and just the stuff you just never even thought of um and it's really important going through an event of trauma to have a support like that because you really don't know what you're dealing with. And this team kind of insulates you and they're like, I got you. I know exactly what you're going through. Here's how we can support you. Here's how we can support your kids. Um, so we are raising money through a partnership with our barbershop and through Advocate uh, Lutheran General and Park Ridge. Um, I will give you guys the link so we can put it down below. And so people could, if you wanted to, click on the link and donate all the proceeds 100%. We are not taking anything for us. They're all going back to Child Life Services. That's going to go back to helping these sick kids. So um, it's it's an amazing thing. We've raised a ton of money, and I think it's it's awesome. And I just want to keep going, and so that way we can keep uh, raising money for these kids. So Hell yeah. yeah Check the link in beautiful. the description. If you've got some funds, support it. Um Five yeah. bucks, one dollar. Yeah. Does not anything, matter. anything it helps? Yeah, 
Whatever, whatever you, whatever you can spare, if you can, it means the world. And you're helping out people like Bob, families like Bob, kids like Lucy. And you'd be surprised when you're in that much dire straits how much a little thing like that can help. So, uh, so yeah. find 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 so something huge. in your heart and your in your mind and uh, uh, throw some throw some money down there. We'd appreciate. Go ask the the guy with the big hands down the street. I'm sure he's got tons. Massive yeah. hands yeah, supports massive this. Hands. If massive hands supports this, then you should too. All right. Absolutely. You know it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Now, massive hands neighbor. Absolute asshole does Fuck not support guy. this. Don't he be hates like the neighbor. Yeah, he hates kids literally. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. I he want was... to thank you guys for letting me come on and talk about that because it's, it's super important. So absolutely, man, totally, absolutely. Well, uh, we wrap up the show like we normally do with Justin pointing at me. Yes, Justin. No, go. I said to uh, you. You're like, you, <laughs> you. Uh, recommendations, things that. Uh, we're watching things that we're reading, things that we're listening to, things that you think people should check out. Uh, Bob, what do you think people should check out? What do you recommend this week to people? So, I mean, it, it's a little skewed. Uh, I'm kind of going the uh, what have I not li- uh, watched and listened to in the last uh, 15 to 20 years. Um, so the first thing I'll say is it's kind of old hat, but if you haven't done it, please watch The Bear. It's just good TV. Fucking phenomenal. Um, one of the best shows I've seen in, in recent uh, memory. I'm, I'm going back and uh, I've never finished The Sopranos. Hmm. So I'm, I'm diving in there and I, I got to tell you, that's good TV too. So check that out. I heard the critics were th- said it was it was okay. You know? Yeah. Okay I, I kind of get why it had such a fandom uh, back yeah. then. Like, I never watched the show. So I'm like, why is The Sopranos everywhere I look? Mm-hmm. I right. kind of get it. He fucking gets it now. Get it. This guy gets it. He fucking away. gets no, it. Go. Justin, what do yeah, you got? Uh, I'm going to recommend. So, look, I'm going to preface this with uh, the the idea of guilty pleasure. You know, we talked about this. No such thing, it, Justin. It's not a great movie, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think it's better than the third uh, John Wick chapter four. Really? Oh. I would go. I would say oh. go watch it because here's the thing. In chapter three, they already established he's superhuman of sure. some sort. And Falling so now the that building. they've now that that's canon and you can just accept it, you go into this one going, let's kick some ass, Wick. And it is over the top insanity. And it is so much fun. And there was one scene that I literally had to close my eyes because it grossed me out so much. Really? I was like, ah, I can't watch this. It's too, it's too much. And it wasn't a long scene, um, but I, you know what? I'm just going to give it to you. Uh, Bill Sarsgaard, uh, it, uh, Pennywise, grabbed a guy's hand, put it on the a, a barrel, jammed a knife in between the middle and ring finger, and he goes, you have two options. You can pull the knife out or you can pull your hand away. One show, or Either way, I know what kind of person you are. He goes, one, one, one tells me, how do you say it? He goes, one tells me that you're in it for yourself and one tells me that you're in it for the greater good. And Damn. basically he was, if he pulled it out and it was, he's just for himself, he was going to get off. And so he had to slide his hand back through and just, you just watch the hand split in half. And I'm like, this is insane. And I'm kind of here for it. <laughs> But does does Keanu Reeves ride a horse in this movie? Because I'm not uh, in. Yes. I'm, yes. Hundred percent. Okay. It, I'll I'll give you the a quick thing of the opening too. It opens with him training, and then we smash cut to him in the desert riding a horse. I don't there know how go. I got there. Beautiful. He's in New York. He's in the Middle East. I don't know how. No explanation. Hey everybody! Right. Spoilers. Yeah. 
I'm not telling you how it ends with Space Vampires. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm totally kidding. Like, you don't go to this movie for the plot. You go to this movie yeah. for the fucking action sequences. I mean, come on. Come on. hundred percent. Yeah. This is, this is my Fast and the Furious. There you Car go. people, you know, like this. I just like one dude kicking ass around the world. Doug, That's right. what do you got? All right. So, sticking with the theme of AI, um, I... I have made no secret that I'm a fan of Warhammer 40k. Absolutely love the story. I've played it one time on a tabletop. I've played several of the games. I just love the history and the lore of Warhammer 40k. Someone told me about this YouTube channel called Attenborough Lore. And AI, David Attenborough, (laughs) tells you the lore of Warhammer 40k. And I swear to God... You, it sounds like David Attenborough is reading to you about fucking space orcs, about the space marines, about the fucking Inquisition, That's about amazing. the Tau. I'm and I am, you will be enthralled by the lore of Warhammer 40k if you go to Attenborough lore and it is his voice, I swear to God. It the is. Space orcs came down. It's like, it, so he nails every, yeah. all the intonation That's and everything. Amazing. It is unbelievable i was like i'm just gonna listen to this five minute one on the tyranids and i'm like this is so fascinating i love it so good four lungs yes it's like when the spores arrive in the galaxy that is the first sign that the invasion of the tyranids is about to begin you're like oh my god is good ai is for good sometimes you know you can find the good the fact that someone's like what two things can we combine that would be really fucking cool it's like hey david attenborough more hammer 40k bam done amazing do yourself a favor just go there if you don't even know okay. anything about Warhammer 40k. Yeah. Go there, watch the very first video that they released, which is all about the Tyranids. It's like five minutes. You'll oh, let me you'll ask be you great. this: If someone is like, I've always heard about Warhammer 40k, and I want to learn about, it. does this give a nice some like summary of? Could could a noob go there and actually learn about? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It goes through like the physiology of the orcs and why they are it's like what's the death watch in the space marines and they fucking breaks it down you're like this is fascinating they've elevated this to a level of like you would assume that this is like we're studying egyptian like artifacts based on the way that this guy talks about it it's so fucking good foray a foray into the warhammer 40k lore as narrated by an ai of the venerable sir david attenborough yeah (laughs) phenomenal and they have a discord of course they do. It. Of course okay. they do. Love so, it. Love it. Fantastic. That is my recommendation. I stand by it. It's fucking good dope. Good one. So, That's a good one. Um, Bob, do you have any socials or anything you'd like people to follow you on? It's cool if you don't. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not really, uh, but I do have an Instagram, um, which actually we've been using to promote the fundraiser for Lucy. It was private. Now it's public because we got to do some good for Boom. the kids. So I'm at BobBob41 on Instagram. Uh, you can go to my page you can click the link in my bio you can go right to the site it'll launch you there you can read about lucy's story you can read about child life services and there's a very easy donate now button if you uh, feel so inclined to so please again let's give to those kids and uh, let's help those kids fight those chronic illnesses hell yeah that's what i'm talking about you can also check out mind gap podcast on all social medias actually just tiktok and instagram and threads all the other ones can go fuck themselves uh you can find us there at mind gap podcast also check us out on youtube youtube.com slash mind gap podcast hit the like button hit the subscribe button that shit is free 
and it works really great and helps us out. Uh, you can check the link in the description for links to our Discord, be part of our happy family. Also check links for, you know what, no, I'm not promoting the other shit. I'm promoting the link to Bob's stuff. Don't donate to us. Donate to the kids. That's what matters. No, That's what really, you. really, really matters. And uh, be sure to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, any podcast app where you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Go ahead, subscribe, share, rate, review, all those things. The big one is sharing because it's caring. And then TweeStaith.com and TweeStaith on all social media, LoveAndImprovFilm.com and LoveAndImprovFilm on Instagram. Booyah. Once again, Bob, thank you so much for stopping by. It's always great to see you. We love you. Love you guys. And all the support to you and the family and the kiddo. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Of course. And Justin, I'll say thank you. Douglas, thank you. And I love you. I love you too. And listeners and viewers, I love you and thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mm